Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Okay, everybody, welcome back. It's good to have you back. We're in the book of Romans. Uh, We are in chapter 14. We'll be putting in at verse 5, dropping down to verse 17. We're talking about, um, we've been talking about, don't do anything for the Lord unless you have a conviction about it in your heart. And another big point we're going to make is don't love one another. Uh, Excuse me, you're supposed to love one another, not just judge one another. In other words, we're called to love one another, not judge one another. Or even one step underneath that is begrudge one another. We're supposed to build one another up because each of us is going to give an account of himself to God. We need to be living in the Spirit, not according to the human decisions. So, um, and there are awful lot of human decisions. And I, and I think this study has helped me process some things just for me, because there's, it's awful easy to think of sometimes a brother or a sister or somebody like that out there is doing you wrong, or maybe their circumstances of life are, are doing you wrong, or somebody's uh, you might think somebody's in and off better than you, or they get a better cut of something, or they get a better deal than you, or or they're doing something and you have to do something else, and it seems like you've got to do more than they do, or um, it seems like they always get by and you don't, or, you know, all these human decisions uh, or human comparisons make us naturally want to judge one another. And that gets in the way of loving one another. Or we say to ourselves, that wasn't fair. Or, that's not fair. Uh, and then we kind of begrudge one another. We hold a grudge against them or we we uh, we just think little things add up to how how we make decisions about things because we're, we don't it takes away our joy. We begrudge one another or we. Uh, we may go to church begrudgingly or whatever, uh, or we um, attend to one another's needs begrudgingly, and it takes away our joy. And so what Paul makes uh, this uh, you know, lesson here is the kingdom of God is not a matter of all these you know, eating and drinking and all these little decisions and stuff, 
But uh, the kingdom of God is about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So you can't let this all these little things take away your peace and your joy. Because life in the Spirit is about righteousness. The kingdom of God is about righteousness. And that's where our hearts and minds need to be set. Um, so not just these um, uh, judgments and begrudgments on one another. This is powerful. This is so important because it takes our heart off of Christ when we put our heart on other people and their actions. So jumping in, verse 5, one person esteems one day is better than the other, while another esteems all days are alike. Okay, Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. McGee says, don't do anything for the Lord unless you have a conviction about it. So whether or not one person thinks it's okay to do something on Sunday or another person or another person feels like this is better than this, you know, and now you're judging the other person because of their actions or activities, you worry about your own mind. Because if you've got a question, as McGee says, if you've got a question about it, then maybe that's not right for you. But if the other person's heart is on the Lord and they don't have a question about it, then it's okay for them. So each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one, verse 6, who observes the day, observes it in honor of the Lord. And the one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. While the one who abstains, abstains in the honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. So in other words, if you do something, do it for the Lord. If you don't do something, don't do it for the Lord. Verse 7, for none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or whether we die, we're the Lord. So in other words, whether you sell a piece of property or you don't sell a piece of property, do it for the Lord. Whether you uh, correct someone or don't correct someone. Do it for the Lord. Do be convinced in your own heart. Whether you think something is good enough to eat or good enough to drink, do it for the Lord. So, um, because we don't live to ourselves and we don't die to ourselves. We live and we die. Whether we live or whether we die, we're the Lord. So, everything we do, we are the Lord's. So you have to be convinced in your own mind that your action is for the Lord. Verse 9, For to this end Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. So you go to work today. Whatever you're thinking and saying and doing, it's got to be for the Lord. Verse 19, Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or why do you despise your brother? Okay, why are you upset about what your brother wants to do? Maybe he's making different decisions that you would have made. Maybe he's doing it differently than you would have done it. We all have to stand before judgment seat of God. Okay, so in other words, you're trying to pass judgment on him, but you're gotta, you got to be judged. He's got to be judged. Everybody's got to be judged. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God so that each of us will give an account of himself to God. Every one of us has got to give an account to God. So why, why do you begrudge your brother? You're supposed to love your brother, not judge your brother. 
or begrudge, begrudge your brother. Each one of us will give an account of himself to God. That's verse 12. Verse 13. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. A stumbling block could be your heart or your attitude or your begrudgement or your judgment. I know that I'm persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself but is unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. Okay? So there's nothing out there that's taboo for you to do. There's nothing out there. But if you think it is, then for you it is. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, are you you are no longer walking in love, but what you eat, but excuse me, by what you eat do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. In other words, your actions, what you eat or drink or how you're living your life, can destroy somebody else in their faith if you're not doing it in love and if somebody you're with thinks it's really, really wrong for something, don't destroy one for that for whom Christ died. So do not, so verse 16, so do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So in other words, if it's so important to somebody else that you observe something or do something, even though if your own conscience says it's okay for you, but if you know that action's going to destroy the faith of somebody else, then think about them. And this is like an example is, you know, McGee says, is it wrong for you to go to a bar or something like that? And it, no, it's not. If you don't think it's wrong, it's not wrong for you, but so, some Christians may think it's wrong. But the thing about it is, is that the Christian who says it's okay for me to go to a bar has to understand that there might be people there that see him or her as a Christian in the bar that might hurt their faith. That might destroy their faith. To say, what's that Christian doing there? And then it destroys their faith about what Christians are supposed to do. So you have to look out for the faith of someone else in your own actions. Because your own actions will affect the faith of someone else. You have to think about that. And he's making the point that you can't get too hung up on the worldly matters because the kingdom of God is not about this world. It's about righteousness in the Holy Spirit. It's about peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So you don't want to let something take away your peace and your joy. So then let us pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding. That's the key. Each one of us has got to stand on account of himself to God. And this thing about loving one another, don't judge one another, but also don't begrudge one another. That gets in the way of so many emotions. 
and how we process this stuff. Because we're constantly judging one another and we're constantly measuring one another. And if somebody gets a little bit better off than you do, you figure you got cheated. You got rooked. You got um, perhaps um, not as much honor as you should have received. Don't worry about that. You worry about the kingdom of God and the righteousness because life in the kingdom of God is not about the eating and the drinking and the daily decisions. It's about the righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because whether you live or whether you die, you die to God. You are the Lord's. So pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding. And how that looks... It's going to look different for all of us. Does it happen immediately or does it happen over many, many years or decades? We, you know, that's what you pursue. So I, I'm going to end at verse 19. This was, for me, really, um, I don't know. It's I've read this before, but not feeling it is as clearly as I do. And maybe it's because I've got, you know, so many things that are going on that it just helps me settle my heart to know this is how to process things. We need to love one another. We don't need to judge one another and we don't need to begrudge one another. We need to pursue what makes for peace and mutual upbuilding. We're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host, Matali in Zambia. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Happy New Year once again. It's an awesome joy to be going through Romans with, with you and all of you as we, as we learn together. So, uh, as always, keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield and as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Romans 14, beginning at verse 5, all the way through to verse 17. So, um, like we heard in yesterday's study, in this section, we are talking about Christian conduct. That's a Christian conduct towards fellow Christian brothers and sisters. So, um, and this, uh, we focused this today on the fact that this had to do with, um, you know, questionable conduct that's not actually emphasized in scripture. So, separation, that's what we had talked about yesterday, separation unto God. So, the separation of the sons of God. <clears throat> and um, separation can actually be from and unto. So it can be separation from God and separation, oh, separation, sorry, separation from something and separation unto something. So separation in this particular instance, we're looking at separation unto God. So the separation unto God is the important thing that we're actually looking at here. And this is what being holy means. 
Paul was separated unto the gospel. So he was separated unto Christ. So scripture reads, verse 5, chapter 14. One person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. So here, in other words, it means whatever one does for Christ, they should do it with enthusiasm. They should do it with conviction, with excitement, and be convinced of this thing that they're doing for Christ. So if you have a question in your mind about something that you are doing that is not right, then don't do it. Um... I go back to what I talked about, questionable conduct. That's not emphasized in scripture. Like say, if you're uncomfortable about something, you're uncomfortable about going to church with makeup, about piercing your ears and all, then don't do it. That doesn't make it wrong. Another person may not question it because it's not emphasized in scripture. But if you have a question in your mind, something you are doing, then it's not right for you. So this is the case of questionable matters that are not expressly forbidden in scripture. So today you find it's actually the weak Christian who is separated, who is a separated one. It's these ones who set all these rules. I don't eat this. I don't pierce my ears. I don't do this to my hair. I don't do all these things. And they feel that they are actually being very holy based on the things that they are not doing and they feel that that will um that's what salvation is that's that's how we are saved that's how we are establishing that relationship with god but it's not these are weak christians so they have set up a system of things that they don't do but these things don't um bring them in the saving grace of christ it's not these things around that bring us to saving grace of Christ. It's our faith, our belief. And, you know, a child of God does what he does with enthusiasm. If you're doing something for God, do it with enthusiasm, with conviction. And, you know, they get the job done. Questionable, um, you know, questionable amusements are actually wrong to a believer if they are questionable you know this is everyday things that i was pointing out so if one can do that and maintain that relationship with christ then great um the things that we actually tend to question you know in our christian communities is this wrong is that not wrong but it's not expressly forbidden in scripture so if you have a question at the back of your head and don't feel right that you know this thing is not pleasing to God, then don't do it. Verse 6 of Scripture, chapter 14, goes on to read, He who observes the day observes it to the Lord, and he who does not observe the day to the Lord does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and give God's thanks. So here, you know, if back, it's back to the question about conduct. The the the, the um, 
it, it's it's back to what I was talking about, like um the the questionable um things and conducts that are not expressly forbidden in scripture. So if you can do something and take Christ with you, go ahead and do it. But if you feel you're doing something and you can't take Christ with you, then don't do it, if it's, especially if it's not expressly forbidden in Scripture. So it's not like here um, at the end of verse 6, it read, um, He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and give God and gives God thanks. So it's not what what's actually on the table, but it's you know that, that's just um, that will bring us to Christ to His saving knowledge. Um, but it's what's in our hearts that's actually what makes a real difference in a man's life, and this is not um, conditions. Uh, you know, and this is not. This is what actually conditions a Christian's conduct. So it's what's in our heart and not what, what is on our table, what food is on our table or how we look like or how we dress. That conduct, that's actually conditions Christian's conduct. Verse 7, I'll read through verse 9. It reads, For none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whatever we live, sorry, therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. Verse 9, for to, the, to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again, and he might, that he might be Lord for both the dead and the living. So we cannot live our lives apart from Christ as a Christian. It's just not possible. Then you're not a Christian if you're living a life apart from God and you're comfortable with it. So whether we live and we live to him, if we die, we die to him. Our conduct is not gauged by the food spread on our table, by, you know, the, the food that's actually spread on our table, or, you know, by the kind of dressing we dress as um that's not what we're judged by that's not our, our conduct is not as christians is not gauged in that um what's important is that we have that relationship with god and we have that faith in him and we give an account because one day we are going to be judged for the things we have done here We'll have to give an account of everything that we have done here on earth, here in the flesh. So what we do, where we go, we will one day sit with him and he will judge us based on what we've done. So what's our relationship with him today? What's your relationship with God? What's my relationship with God today? Because I'm going to be judged based on the things that I'm doing here, based on my conduct here on earth. Not on what I eat or what I look like or where I go. So one can be godless with or without meat. Verse 10 goes on to read. 
But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall confess to God. Verse 12, So then, each of us shall give account of himself to God. So, here, he, the Lord Jesus Christ, he is the bright and morning star. He is the root and offspring of David. So, this is the star that we should be following. So, let's not judge others as we are sinners as well. And we will be judged. We will one day have to give an account about ourselves, what we do, how we lived our lives. So our conduct has to be for the sake of the weak brother. Let us not judge and chop ourselves up in pieces. Let's conduct ourselves for the sake of the weak brother. We hear them out. We're not there to judge them. We hear them out and show them love. It's all about love. Love conquers all. Let me just quickly read through verse 14 and 15. It reads, I know and I'm convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers it anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. You know, like we talk about the food spread. If you believe something is unclean and you're convinced of that, you have that conviction, then don't eat it. Then to you it's unclean. Verse 15, Yet if your brother is grieved because of your food, you are no longer walking in love. Do not destroy with your food the one for whom Christ died. Like a classic example that Dr. J.B. Mackey gave. If you're with a weak brother and um, you're headed out, say, um, to a particular place where your brother is not comfortable, you know, out of love, out of love for that brother, because you're doing it for that weak brother. Best to not go there um, and make that person uncomfortable because they are not com- they don't have that conviction or enthusiasm to do or to go to a particular place where you're going. Verse 16 goes on to read, Therefore do not let your good be spoken of as evil. So our Christian liberty today may come as, you know, may cause us to be criticized. So we need to be very careful of how we conduct ourselves. Verse 17 goes on to read, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the heavenly sphere of life in which God, God's word and spirit govern in, you know, whose um, organ on earth is the church. And he says, this is the important thing. That's the spiritual side. So God rules everywhere. But there is also a realm where he actually governs by spiritual forces alone. And a Christian can't do what the world does. Man is absolutely incapable of actually seeing or entering this particular realm or kingdom without 
the new birth. And for us to get the new birth, we have to be, we have to have the Holy Spirit. And it's got nothing to do with actually eating or drinking or fasting or you're going to eat this meat, that fish, that type of vegetable. These are all garbage, as Dr. Jamie, he put it. These are all garbage and they are the traditions of men. So we are to be guided and governed by spiritual principles. Be in God's word every day in order for us to actually be guided by spiritual principles. We're to meditate on the word of God. And what better way to start now than where we are right now in Romans 14 in the word of God. Thank you all very much for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.